Okay, I'm going to talk about today why I'm not teaching my children to believe in themselves and have confidence in themselves. One reason is because it's not taught in Scripture. That's the main thing. There's only one place that we can look to and be confident in, and that's Christ. Paul tells us to have no confidence in the flesh. None. The Bible nowhere tells us to believe in ourselves. The Bible tells us quite opposite. Jeremiah 17, 9 reveals something about ourselves. It says that our hearts are wicked, desperately sick, desperately wicked, and deceitful. If your heart is deceitful, if something is deceitful, meaning it will deceive you. It will lead you astray. If we listen to our hearts, if we listen to ourselves and believe in ourselves, then we cannot look within. There's nothing to be proud of in, our, in and of ourselves. Did we make ourselves? No. Do we sustain ourselves? No. Can I lift my finger without God? No. How can I be confident and believe in myself? I must believe in God's word, have trust in his providence, do I believe that, that he has what he has said, that my lovingly appointed circumstances, everything, every event that comes into my life has been lovingly appointed. It cannot happen unless it has been through the hands of God. It can't. It cannot. So that brings us great confidence. We place our confidence in him. Him. You know, you often hear this with kids in sports, you know, believe in yourself when you get up to bat or, you know, when you shoot that basketball. Well, this is how I explain this to my kids or teach my children, okay? God is in control of everything. Everything. There's places in Scripture where they, when, when they made decisions, they would cast lots, even the casting of a lot, it's like rolling of a dice. Every dice throw, every shot that's made, every minute detail of this world has been appointed by God, okay? So I tell my children, you've got to practice. You've got to work hard. You've got to put in the effort, okay? You can't, it's sort of like, you know, we pray, God help me pass this test, but we never study. Or, you know, we pray. Now, let's say that you've studied and you've studied and you've studied and you pray. You pray and take action. Okay? So, let's say you prayed and then you fail. That was from the hand of the Lord. And we say, thank you, Lord. I have confidence in you that this will be good. If we pass, thank you, Lord. It wasn't me. It wasn't my studies. Now, you used you use that, ultimately, it was not me, though. I have confidence in your providence. I have confidence. Yes, you helped me put in the effort to study. You gave me that motivation to study. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory is from the Lord. Deliverance is of the Lord. We always go back to confidence in God. They had to prepare the horses. You have to make ready. You have to prepare yourself. But then in the end, 
all glory goes to God because he's the one that gave you the talent. He's the one that gave you the desire to even go out there and practice. So you cannot place confidence anywhere but him. It was not ultimately, you know, if if an athlete goes out there and, and they practice hours and they put in the effort and then they pray, God, Lord, this is the way you pray. Lord, I want to do this for you. You have given me this talent. I want to put it on display for your glory, not mine. And whatever happens at the end of the day, it will still be good. And I will believe in your providence. I will have confidence that whatever happens, goodness and mercy shall follow me. I will have confidence that it will be from your hand. And whatever you'd have me to learn, you are making me more into the image of Christ in every event. You're using softball. You're using basketball. You're using whatever, a flat tire. You're using every circumstance to shape me more into the character of Christ. So I don't place my, I don't believe in myself like, you know, have confidence and your dreams will come true. That We're not here for our dreams to come true. We did not make ourselves. The Bible says it is God who made us, not ourselves. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. We are here for his purposes. You know, the basic questions, who am I? What am I here for? We're here for the Lord. We're here for his glory, not mine. So I believe in him. The world tells us to believe in yourself. The world tells you to go out there and make a name for yourself. No, God's not going to share his glory with anyone. We are here for him. And at the end of the day, you know, if an athlete has an interview, all glory goes to my God. I didn't make myself. It was God who allowed me to train. It was God who gave me the strength. And I all glory goes to him, and I have confidence. Okay? Say there's a, a loss. I put in the effort, and I, I mean, I practiced, and I practiced, and I practiced. And let's say I put in the effort, and then I have an injury, and I can't play the rest of the season. Where's your confidence then? Where's your belief then? It can't be in yourself. Because the Bible tells us in Psalm 139, okay, all my days have been fashioned for me, yet, and as yet there were none of them. Go read that psalm, Psalm 139. All my days have been fashioned for me. He is the author of my story. We are not writing our own story. He, we are here for him. And we do not, t- I, you know, nowhere in scripture does it say, believe in yourself, have confidence in yourself. We see many times when men take glory or, or we're, you know, because if you, if you have that philosophy, then again, your joy is going to be taken away if, if, if you lose a game or, you know, if, if you strike out. Then if your belief is in yourself, then you've lost your joy. You've lost your peace. But if your belief is in Christ, God calls me to strike out. Why? Again, I calmed and quieted myself. I don't worry about things too profound for me. 
I know it's for my good and his glory. So thank you for that strikeout. I will work harder. But Lord, it's not ultimately even about that. I can work I could work and work and work and still strike out every time. But he's still good and he's still shaping me and he is still his story. If you notice history, his story. I know there's not two S's in history, but just use that S twice. His story. And so I hope this will, you know, because I am ultimately wanting my children to be wise. It's like Psalm 78 said. There's a generation to come. I want my grandchildren that they may set their hope in God and not forget his works, but keep his commandments. I want my children to set their hope in God. So I pray that this will be a blessing and and you'll understand more of my mind. That's, well, more of Christ. And so uh, the world is teaching us so many things that leads us astray. So we have to be vigilant We have to be like the Bereans in the book of Acts. They would search the scripture daily to see if these things were so. And that's how vigilant we have to be. So be a Berean, be steadfast, and trust the Lord.